Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So another Karen is pressed. She's very pressed right now. It is she. She's so angry. She's steaming so much that she quit her job. That's Laura Morris. In she's a teacher in Loudoun County, Virginia, and the fifth yeah. grade. Is it Loudoun? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I corrected you. I thought it was Luden, but it could be it could, Loudon. It, it could very be well too. Could be I don't know. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, but she's she's a teacher in Virginia, a fifth grade teacher, and the district just recently adopted a new policy respecting you know gender and pronouns of trans students and gender non-binary students. And because she quit her job because she's quote a believer in Christ. So here is some audio <laughs> of of her quitting her job at the school board meeting. At the meeting, yeah. yeah. My name is Laura Morris. I have been a teacher in Loudoun County Public Schools for five years and a teacher for 10. In that time, I have learned so much, being on the cutting edge of educational technology and working with a diverse population of students that I have loved. This year, I have the privilege to follow my amazing fourth graders up to fifth, and I have been excited about this all summer. On the other hand, this summer I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life going so far as to send a form to my colleagues and i encouraging us to fill it out if we hear one another speaking against the controversial policies being promoted by this school board and adopted in this county not only that but within the last year i was told in one of my so-called equity trainings that white christian able-bodied females currently have the power in our schools and that quote this has to change. Clearly, you've made your point. You no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county. So since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudoun County Public Schools, I thought it necessary to resign in front of you. School board, I quit. I quit your policies, I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools. So it's pretty, the, the, I mean, I, it's, I just have to add here too that like, first of all, I love that she is a teacher who works with children and her first order of business is Small to, children, small children. Small children. And her yeah, first right. order of business is to like, prioritize Jesus Christ over like these kids that she works <laughs> right. with every single yeah. day. And also yeah. the irony of her having a baby voice. Well, is and also, also too, on top on of that, me. yes, that baby voice is, was 1000%, but the, also the arrogance and privilege yes. behind someone who is so financially stable in a time when many people are struggling right now and would love a fucking job. She gets up there being like, no, if I have to support trans kids, I'm quitting and I'm going to be fine. I have a home. I have a car. I have everything I need. I don't need this job. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the arrogance behind that. But so the her reasoning is that she she doesn't think that 
and she's part of this group called Startup Virginia, which organizes protests across the state um, mm-hmm. against school districts and other you know organizations that are supporting trans people. And she she's quitting because of that, because of the children, basically, she says. Now, a local parent in the community says that they're very supportive of this because she, they want it to, they want it to <laughs> be a this. place where you know, kids can feel safe and feel accepted and feel affirmed and they no longer have to worrying about bullying and harassment, except from their teachers like Laura Morris. It, 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 it's oh, sorry, wild it is, to me. It really is so, so surreal that you're like, we're talking about like an eight-year-old who, yeah. right. who, who, who might have some feelings of right. exactly. gender dysphoria or whatever. It, be, and it goes like, to high school too. Just yeah, so, yeah, yeah, just for so sure. But, like but, older kids but yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. regardless, you're just like, this is a child. Like, a child. Like, yeah. what a strange like line to draw in the sand to be like, I will not treat these children with <laughs> integrity and also, esteem. Also, the likelihood, the likelihood. <clears throat> now, I mean, I, I, of course, I'm not an expert on this, but I know that you know, for the most part, the the public awareness of sort of when kids start talking about transition is usually in middle school. It's usually in that, oh, in, 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 you know, you. In, when they're when they're like 10, 11, 12, 13, like they, it's in that range. And this is a teacher of elementary school. She's likely she's, not going to face right. this problem. Right. I mean, right. if she did, right. if she did, it wouldn't be a big deal. Like, just yeah. deal also, with it. Like the the joke, the like the I mean, it's such a dark humor, but like the idea of this woman who teaches fifth grade, fifth yeah. grade in Virginia, the idea of her dealing with <laughs> fifth grade students who might express some form of, you know, f- uh, uh, feeling different gender wise, like even a- acknowledging that, like the idea of her feeling tr- uh, threatened in some way by these yeah. kids, enough that it would t- drive her to tears and that she'd have to stand up and quit in front of yeah. the school board is like, yeah. you must be so disturbed and yeah. the joke, and, and like the biggest, the, the irony of all of it is, I want to say she sounds disturbed. She just wants to say she's religious. Yeah, yeah. You know, I it, it's we've talked about this in the past, many many months past, I, I think. But I, I like, I I understood the religious argument against gay marriage or against gay rights. There are passages in the Bible that can be interpreted as you know, anti-gay, uh, you know, obviously we all know, you know, it's bullshit, but whatever. Yeah. Like I, I get, I get it. It's not hard to quote that, you know, man, what thou shall not, thou shall lie, not lie, lie or, or yeah. whatever. Lie with dudes or whatever. <laughs> um, but like the, the religious opposition to uh, it's... transgender kids, it's like, I don't, it's... I don't see like the biblical, well, like, I, and it relates to, I think right. my understanding yeah. is that they think, God is infallible. God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. And it all stems it, back to the Adam and Eve story. Honestly, right. It's really, right. That's where Which a lot of so, anti-trans so many degrees of separation. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it is. Yes, totally. But that's their their thinking is. And I get it. I get why religious people would have objections religiously to whatever things that make them angry. And it, I, I don't believe in any of it, but I get I get where they're coming from. But on the flip side of it, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't call myself necessarily a patriotic person, but I would say that a lot of sort of Christians, especially in a state like Virginia, are very also patriotic and they love their country and they love their, you know, mm-hmm. freedom to practice whatever religion they want. And on top of that, then here is a, the most democratic thing you can do, creating an open society so that everyone, mm. regardless of faith or religion or gender, can access the public goods that we have, like public mm. school, for example, yeah. without the fear of something about them, their religious, you know, feel their religious, what, what religion they are, what gender they are, what ever, what color of skin they have, like is going to get in the way of them 
yeah. being a true American. And it's like, how do they not see the hypocrisy? It runs in this? so deep. It yes. runs. It's insane to me how it yeah. runs just such so a deep and yet it's right beneath the surface. That you just can't do your fucking job and just make sure that you create a safe space for kids. Yeah. yeah. The good news also, is that. Oh, I was just going to say the good news is that, you know, we should add that the the policy was passed seven to two in yeah. favor of, um, you know, protecting yeah. trans kids from feeling bullied and harassed and any of that kind of stuff. Definitely. And Loudoun, Loudoun County are, is like wealthy D.C. suburbs, and it's mm. pretty much ground zero for the suburb, the suburban leftwards shift in the last mm -hmm. like 20 years yeah. where it used to be a pretty conservative place and it's become like very strongly democratic for as wealthy as it is. Well, well Virginia has... was turning purple. <clears throat> it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is. That's, that's what he's saying is that oh, it's, good, yeah, good. it's it's the forefront of sort of many counties turning sort of more blue or becoming more equally yeah. politically divided. That said, I really do hope that at <laughs> home, Laura Morris is sitting there watching Wendy Williams one day because now she has all the time in the world to do that. And when Wendy says clap, if you care, I hope that gives her pause. I hope, <laughs> I hope for a moment we realize that none of us are clapping for her because we don't care. We don't care. And hopefully, hopefully and presumably she's listening to this podcast and she'll hear that. <laughs> she definitely yeah, is. you better listen to us, <laughs> Laura Morris. I'm gonna tag her. Not even joking. So I'm so excited about our guest uh, today. We are joined by comedian extraordinaire, Robbie Hoffman. Uh, Robbie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hi, Robbie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you, you were just absolutely cracking us up before we started recording. Uh, I can't re-say anything that I said. <laughs> okay, right. I'm not about to come on here right. and have all the they, thems who went to Wesleyan come after me, okay? Right. That's not what I'm about. Right, 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 right. Um, well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were, we were just sort of talking about... Um, uh, Instagram and and uh, and everything, but but I guess let me let me get to let me. Oh, get to, oh okay. Um, oh, that's like a decoy. What we were talking about. That's well, right. Like, that's right. Yeah, that was oh, what people refer to themselves gender as gender politics, uh, gender pronouns. Politics. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how right. you are she that she her she her <laughs> they them who cares. That's what you said, right? <laughs> right. She her they them who cares. Yeah, all the Elliot. What do you what do you want me to be? <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. Nobody consulted me. Uh, suddenly, everybody was like, I'm walking into a room, people are freezing. What the hell is this? I'm like, well, what? <laughs> I had nothing to do with this. Right. Um, so, right. Um, and people are mad, like, if I'm not like 100, but like, they did it for me. I get it. Like, they came, they asked the pronouns, and then if right. I don't care, they're mad. Like, they came all yeah. these ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they gave right. the effort. You know, they thought they spotted a they, then they're like, ah, Robbie's an easy one. <laughs> like, this is, I'm a shoo-in, look at me, I'm, I'm learning, I'm yeah. listening, yeah. I'm reading, and then I'm like, yeah, I don't, yeah, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> whatever you want. I mean, it truly like, is, I think, a, a novelty to hear people in our like in our community especially like trans people speak in a way that is as like you're it's so funny because you're talking about it in such an irreverent way but you're right it like it even i don't even know it might be even outside of the queer community that people as you say freeze when you walk into a room yeah because <laughs> they don't know yeah, what people, to do it's I, people think i did it. i had right. nothing to do with it i'm fine mm -hmm. that it's happening i don't care right like, yeah. right, right. other things um so you know it is <clears throat> It's it's this interesting thing where I was kind of anonymous or people who lived in some like ambiguous space 
kind of, I just lived my life. Nobody really questioned anything. I kind mm-hmm. of was like, you know, some lunatic people had to work with. Okay. You know, th- yeah. and that was yeah. it. Like, and now yeah. it's like, yeah, the biggest thing to me is going to be this thing. And I didn't even have time to prepare for it. And yeah. yes, people say, well, you cut your tits off. Did you think about these? Things? I didn't. I honestly <laughs> heard about the surgery to cut your tits off. And I'm like, oh, bingo is his name. Oh. Let's do that. I never thought about all the other things. That I seems really like a, no thought. That seems like a like a like a, that's a big decision to have your it breast removed. Decision, like what yeah. what led for to some, that? First, I heard about it and I knew it was for me. It was as simple as that. It's like I saw the movie Free Solo. Yeah, it's about Alex Honnold, the like world's best rock climber, in my opinion. He climbs a mountain without any rope or anything, yeah. and then I started climbing. The next week, I never heard of such a sport. I never yeah. heard of climbing. Nobody I grew up with, Jews did not do anything of no, the sort. Yeah. I never, yeah. I, I did not know of it as a thing that grownups, let alone, did. Mm-hmm. But as yeah. soon as I saw climbing, I thought, oh, I could, as a sport or as an exercise, which I'd never done any exercise, this was an exercise I could maybe do. And it huh. turns out I had a natural, it just, it, it fit for me. You have a natural now ability. I do climbing. Oh. Yeah, I do climbing three times a week uh, because I do. I never did exercise, but I made a promise to myself in my 20s. I said, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to enjoy life. <laughs> yeah. But when you hit 30, <laughs> that's go time. If we're doing nothing all of 20s, which that's just, this is a deal with myself. Fine. We're doing nothing. Yeah. We're eating poorly. We're drinking. We don't care. Yeah. Fine. <clears throat> but then 30s is go time. And then it was like, I'm like, oh, we did make this. Problem. So I have to do something. I'd still yeah. prefer to do nothing yeah. than Same. climbing. Like my my preference is always to do nothing exercise right. related. Yeah. Right. But if I have to, climbing is the best thing. And that's what my top surgery was like for me. It was like, I saw it. Ah, it, it was like, you know, when something clicks, I'm like, perfect. That's for me. I didn't really have to give it. Uh, and, and people should, by the way, <laughs> give it thought. you'll be advocating teenagers going up being like let's just do this tomorrow yeah Yeah, no exactly and not teenager again i wasn't here's the whole thing growing up really unguided i didn't have very involved parents at all yeah Um, i think people have this like jewish stereotype of like parents being super involved and especially the mother and overbearing and mm-hmm. especially um, Hasidic up, in the Hasidic community. Right. I mean, that particularly, Yeah, but you know what, but religious Jewish mothers, they don't give a shit about you. They didn't wish to have you there. They weren't taking Lamaze classes and taking vitamins. And, you know, yeah. it was like, you were <laughs> a like dime a, a dozen. Yeah. 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 You were a dime yeah. a dozen. You're there to help. And if you're not helping, get out of my house. Yeah. So yeah. I just, from a young age, I think, you know, like starting stand up, and we're really diving in now. But people are like, how did you know? You know, at first, when stand up, when I discovered stand up, it started as like a whisper in my head that, oh, I, I should do this. And then that whisper got to like talking. And then, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. it was like yelling at me. Then it was shouting. Then it was sirens. And finally, I had to do yeah. it. Yeah. And then the same thing was moving from to Toronto for the first time, which was the first big city move I had. Um, how did I know to do it? It was again, now I, the first time I heard of Toronto, it was like talking to me. You know, I'm, I'm very good now at catching things at the whisper. Yeah. Before I wait for them to be this blaring thing. So decision-making has been something that I think I've, yeah, you know, subconsciously been working on mm-hmm. that I could make a quicker decision about something like that. 
than yeah. say if you're 17 or whatever. It's like I've had years of hearing a whisper yeah, listening and knowing to yourself. that a mile away. Um, and just it's working like field of dreams. Things. Yeah. I was going to say Gintel, Barbara Streisand's Gintel, but sure, Field no. of Dreams. I mean, Field of Dreams, I mean, it's been in the news recently. I think they just had like their third. It was in the news for one day. For like one day, yeah, they played <laughs> a baseball field game. Thank you. Dreams Sometimes cares about Field of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I liked, wait, there was a lot of baseball movies. What happened to The Sandlot? That was an excellent baseball movie. Great, uh, great baseball movie. And A League so of Their Own. Moneyball. League of Their Own. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come and on. Le- back, yeah, and Le- League of Their Own. Great. Um, wait, so so Robbie, you were born in Brooklyn and your family moved yeah. to Canada. Uh, yes. How old were you when they moved? Um, well, I, my parents, my mother is Canadian and my mom is from Canada and my mother, my, both of my parents radicalized at an early age. They uh-huh. were both born kind of Jewish, yeah. but for the Jews on this podcast, Jewish, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, they radicalized yeah. similar to like radicalizing to ISIS or something like this. That's a lot less violent. Yeah. yeah. A lot less yeah. Violent. So when my parents' divorce fell apart in like the 90s, my mother's big, I don't know if it was a plan or, or what it was, but her fallback was, and the reason we were able to really, and I use the word get out very loosely, but the reason we were able to kind of leave this community was because my mother is Canadian and we were able to go up there um, and, and kind of, have the protections, more protections of the Canadian government that I mm-hmm. don't think um, are, you know, I think, I think in places like New York, mm-hmm. um, the governments do allow a little more autonomy to religious yeah, they do. communities. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that just doesn't fly in Canada, I don't think. Mm-hmm. I think it's the kind of thing they're like, what? No, 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 we, this is what we follow and this is what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I went to high school um, all my school in Montreal, I stayed there for university, oh. and then I moved uh, to Toronto. Um, and so I started stand up in Canada. And then I came back uh, to LA, maybe four or five, uh, well, I moved back to uh, the US for the first time, maybe four or five years ago, and then I got mm-hmm. gethered and I went back to New York. And I wrote on the Chris Gethard show, which is a glorified you know, maybe YouTube program. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. It was good. I did a little work with okay. on with Gethard on Fusion when I worked at Fusion for years. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Fusion. It's just, yeah. you know, like who, who like, remembers bless. that anymore? God, God bless. Now listen, yeah. I watched yeah. something on Roku the other day. What can I do? Right. So, <laughs> it is what it is. Wait. Yeah. It is so you 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 were born into a Hasidic family, and then like when yes. you moved to Canada, did left. you go? Did you go to a secular school, or what was no, that? No, we didn't. So a lot of people think that as soon as we moved to Canada, we were just like, Woo! yeah. <laughs> no. I mean, Montreal right. no, has but, great strip clubs. Yeah. Well, yeah, I wasn't of age yet. Um, I still have never been to a strip club, which mm. is something I do want to do at some yeah. point. I'll go with uh, you. I it's know. fun. I, 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 you know, I can't even see somebody waiting at the bus stop. Yeah, right, right. It weighs on me a whole day. Right. You know what I mean? And then so to see somebody, I know it's women's choice and whatever, but. Yeah. I'm sorry, I do feel the same. I know know it's like, I guess it's past uh, uh, frowned upon, but there is some part of me that feels a sense of sadness for the workers, even though, yes, they are sex workers. And I, I guess I, I'm supposed to. Yeah, you're putting support. that on them a lot of times. I know, I know. Yeah. I just feel, but I don't know. I just. We are putting it on them. We're Jews. 
This yeah. is what we do. Yeah. This yeah. is a warning. Yeah. This is what yeah. we do. We will put it on you. We've been through yeah. it. And now it's your fault. And now it's on yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's but, true. <laughs> but, you know, I want all the protections and everything in the world. There's no question for them. But I don't know if that as a as a transaction just yeah. w- mm-hmm. works for me necessarily. I, I don't know. Was... I'm also not like pizzas. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just not that kind of person just generally. And a lot mm-hmm. of people are. And that's great. But that's it. I could see myself having a great time, and I don't want to limit yeah. my good times. If the music yeah. is good, we'll there have was, a great time. There was a there was a strip club in New York that I I used to go to, and it's such a phenomenal dynamic shift between men and women uh, when it comes to this because uh, the men were all like just out of work Broadway dancers, and so they were infinitely hotter than everyone else there. What club and is this? I this was the Web. Uh, and I, I, I like hey, they John's offered, yeah, he, well, it closed unfortunately in 2011, but Elliot's trying to create a time machine, but, uh, <laughs> but I literally had, uh, an experience where they gave lap dances and I, I, I asked someone for a lap dance and he said, no, cause he didn't like my shoes. Oh my <laughs> God. Yeah. It was like I, this, like surreal rejection. I, think I went there with you. Once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, I have, yeah, I think you probably did. Yeah. Uh, it was a pretty surreal place, but. Uh, it's just so funny how like there's such a like I felt like at that place like they had the power. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah, the and male I think strippers. that is the case a lot. Also for me, like the I I don't know I don't know. Yeah, there's something I've been to. The only strippers I've seen actually are male and like Vegas. We did this like uh, Magic Mike type thing for my sister's yeah, um, yeah. Uh, bachelorette, but. Yeah, I feel like like for the men, maybe because they're so strong and big and they can kind of protect themselves in a way that mm-hmm, I don't see yeah. like the like I do see the women as more vulnerable just physically speaking. Right. Um, and I know that I'm speaking at a term and there's there's a lot I don't know about it. That said, I want all the protections in the world. Um, mm-hmm. and I think <clears throat> that I could enjoy a strip club. I know that a lot has probably changed from the idea that we have of these Montreal strip clubs and this and mm-hmm. that. But I think there's probably still a lot more work to do too. Mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah. there's places where it's still not great and yeah. all that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't want to think a whole. Here's the problem with me. Okay, things like road trips and people that things that people enjoy, I can't because some mm-hmm. people they love to think. People like, oh, you get out on the road mm-hmm. and and you think. No, yeah. that's not a place for somebody like me to go. Yeah. Right. No, yeah. Yeah. let's no. When we're thinking it's not good, it's mm-hmm. going down fast. <laughs> yeah, you're in you a know? dark it's place. Like, yeah, it's it's like my YouTube comments. Whenever there's a comment on my video, the first video is like funny. The yeah. second video is like funny for a girl. The third, yeah. the third comment <laughs> is like dyke and fourth comments cut like we're finished it's it's in three seconds flat that's like my thoughts i start there and then it's a domino in the ovens in the holocaust like in three seconds right right (laughs) when did you there's no middle when did you defect from uh did you defect from oh so yeah the transition yeah so we were still really religious when we got to canada obviously it was all we knew me my nine siblings and my mother the yeah. only difference was that in hasidic judaism when the father is not around normally due to a death or something like this the yeah. mother assumes the uh male roles mm-hmm. which is really interesting because it's really binary obviously in the yeah, society, course, but yeah. suddenly my mother was doing things that are typically reserved for the man of the house like the the the, the friday night kiddish yeah. yeah, my mother was doing stuff like that. So 
I did, it was a weird kind of like halfway into feminism or equality or something like that, that my mother was now mm. doing all these male things. We were still religious. We were mm, still, yeah. you know, it wasn't like suddenly, it's just my dad wasn't around and it felt like less. Like mm, we weren't yeah. sure what we were allowed to do, what we weren't allowed to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my dad was just not around. So it was like, and he was scary. So. Yeah. Uh, so we just didn't know. And I remember it was over years that I actually like, uh, what was the word you used? Digressed or. Oh, defective. 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 Yeah. defective. We're using mm -hmm. like Nexium and like. Yeah. Psychology yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. okay when yeah, did you gonna, escape? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Not without my daughter. Okay. I'm on. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was kosher till 19, for instance. Uh -huh, I was oh, wow. strictly kosher. Things took a lot of years to chip away. I remember when my mother first wore pants. It was like years yeah. in. Wow. Um, oh, wow. Just because yeah. we moved right to a Hasidic neighborhood and yeah. we were still going to show and still like I was going to Jewish school, but I did go to a less religious Jewish school, but I was the most religious kid there. Of course. And it was extremely oh. embarrassing and awful. Yeah. And I remember like our uniform, like all the girls were like in shorts, like tunics, but they right. were shortened. Mine yeah. was like to the floor and I was in the turtleneck. <laughs> so I was God. like, even at a religious school, I was the religious weirdo. Wow. Even, even at a religious school. Did so, you shave your head, if I may ask? No, that's, uh, no, only married women yeah. oh, right. cover their right. hair. And in the sect that I was, Lubavitch, um, they do not shave their heads. The women do like hold their hair back or keep it short right. keep it easy right and they wear wigs or they wear uh tickles which is yeah. uh like yeah. a shawl so right you cover your head and but in satmir communities and, and other ultra orthodox communities um some do shave their head it's it's right. really there's such small nuances between mm -hmm. the hasidic communities i can see them in a second like mm -hmm. sometimes i'm yeah. watching like mm -hmm. a, like a movie or something that depicts hasidim and I could tell that they got it wrong because of the hats. I'm like, oh, that, yeah. he's from this community. Mm. He's from this community. Mm. They could be at the same show, but not so yeah. many would. Like, yeah. if yeah. you had a friend in another community, you might. But, like, it's just interesting that, like, yeah. they just think any black hat is any black hat. And I know the difference of the hats. What was right. it like so, when anyway. one, of, I'm sorry, one of the things no. that, like, blows me away with the Hasidic community and one of the things that I found so interesting over the years is, like, a lot of friends who any organization I've worked with or anything like if I if I speak at like a Jewish organization, oftentimes I will come across a queer Hasidic, you know, person who left the Hasidic community. Right. And like I have this one friend who she she's trans and she left her Hasidic community because of obviously all of the issues around yeah. her being trans. And finding their path after the Hasidic community is like so wild to sort of figure out even just the baby steps of like not being kosher anymore or whatever like queer people right. have to then do the added steps of like finding themselves out within their own self like how was that for you well i really am in such a i still haven't heard a story like mine i'm in the unique position that i left with my whole family mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. my mother took her 10 kids and went to her native canada which you really never see most people who leave leave on their own mm -hmm. or are forced um, out <clears throat> yeah they're forced out or or you know no or they or they leave because they want to live them yeah mm -hmm. you know you could kind yeah. of abide by the community and and stay in or you can leave you know so i don't know if forced out is the right terminology it's possible in some cases 
Um, but you kind of have to, you know, there's a difference in, you know, the world that I live in now, everybody lives for themselves. The world that I was born into, it's what's the greater good of the community. So what's great for you might not be the best for everyone. Mm-hmm. so you know we live in a very individualistic and i live like you know like this the whole world that i live in now is all about finding yourself and right and 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 this search for individual and who i am and there it's really a collective it's really mm-hmm. like what is the best for the most people um and you know on my show is exploring some middle ground of that but yeah, it's it's a real different shift. So I think if you want to live for yourself, that's fine, but you can't, the community isn't living for you. They're living for the community mm-hmm. um, type of thing. So it's just a very, very different vibe. For me, I was in the lucky position that I left with my whole family. Right. Um, I say lucky loosely. It was extremely difficult. We obvi- I, I was very poor and we grew up in a real, people like, also meeting secular people like how big is your house i'm like it's not it's a yeah, show. Right. Like, yeah. it's the yeah. 76 people in my room uh yeah. and we have roaches like it's really bad i had a Oof. friend from this like jewish private school come over for the first time and she was like your house smells i'm like i know <laughs> yeah. um, like, you know just like really really bad mm-hmm. um it was hard for many 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 other reasons the queer thing was easiest in my family just because by the time i by the way, I was outed as gay. I never oh. got to come out. Oh, um, yikes. Which is horrendous, this bitch Carrie. And I <laughs> I mention her every time I can. I used to do the last name, but I got a, a strange text. At one. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> what do you call her? Her. her? This bitch Carrie? Yeah. No, her name is Carrie. And I can yeah. say the this, first name. Of okay. course. I and just I'll love that you, you got. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. Is that a friend of hers that we're, we're using up? We're using up, but I can say, you know, so I was outed at around 17, 18. And I had to tell my family really quickly because I didn't want them to find out. Um, so I just kind of was like, hey, ma, I'm gay. I got a girlfriend. She's blonde. She's like, does she want to come mm-hmm. for Shabbos? And I'm like, nobody wants yeah. to come. <laughs> I like you added the hair color <laughs> in. She's blonde. Yeah. Which, I love Which says she's, so much. She's a chick, yeah. I'm assuming. Yeah. yeah. No, Italian. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, nice. how Edie Falco of Yes. Yeah. A, a crucifix over her over her bed. Oh, wow. <laughs> I had my own apartment at this point. Okay. I had like fine shithole, but my own apartment. Yeah. And I would say, like, why do we have to sleep at your house? Like, yeah. Do I have to be sleeping under Jesus? <laughs> like, first of all, like just okay, like fine, maybe Jesus, but we don't have to be disrespectful. We don't have to go out of yeah. our way. Yeah. Right. Oh my yeah, God. Right. Wait, so right. were you, you must have been, I mean, that must have been nice to not have to have to deal with uh, you know, any blowback from that. Well, so it's funny because it wasn't for my family. My family by that point was like everybody was off the derrick which we know like off like like really off like you know my brother had a baby at a wedlock yeah Um, people were going crazy nobody was dating anyone in the faith yeah Uh, my sister was dyeing her hair different colors i mean it was like at this point we've really really gone so nobody really cared that i was gay i mean one of my sisters was like it was a shame you you could have been the pretty one which like fine i don't i'm not giving up on that one yeah well you're rock climbing some of my sisters see how yeah they see how i dress and they're like 
It's a shame. It's like you choose to look ugly. Like oh my God. They think I want to be ugly. Like they yeah. don't think that I think any, there's any. But one of my sisters who, uh, what, her biggest thing is always just to be as thin as humanly possible. Um, mm. She looks at me and she goes, but you could wear this. Like, yeah. And she, she really wants, you know, she just, yeah. like, she's just like, maybe she doesn't think she can wear that, but she could really pull this off. <laughs> yeah. Like, she's really rooting maybe for me. So it only comes from heart. Yeah. You know, you, so like, you have so many siblings figure. too, right? You have nine, yeah, nine have siblings? nine. How have they like taken, are they all not, non uh, Hasidic now? And, and, and how have they taken to you doing stand up and being public about yeah. your background? Yeah, uh, my uh, some some of my siblings are on different varying levels of like uh -huh. religious from conservative to I have a brother who's Orthodox, but what we would call modern Orthodox, mm -hmm. um, much lighter than anything that that um, you know uh, from where we started. But um, my family's really supportive generally of stand up. Um, for the most part, people have been really, really supportive. I mean, it, it's not always helpful. My brothers, I mean, early on were like, can we come heckle? I'm like, no, why? Yeah. Why would yeah. you think, why would that help? Can we heckle? Mm -hmm. Can, can we, we come heckle? And my mother like has come to shows, but like- Oh, she's come to like, shows, wow. Like early on, like I would be at like a, a local club. I'm like doing short showcase spots. Like I have to be on best behavior. My mother, I can hear from the green room going, no, I'm not buying a drink. I brought my own water. <laughs> I brought my own water. And my mother like has this canteen of water because she's on Weight Watchers. And it's like, Ma, it's a two drink minimum. Oh, wow, <laughs> They're not wow, forcing wow. you to drink. They're not forcing you to drink. You can order a ginger ale. And you can order a bottle of water. But I brought my own. I'm like, I know. But oh, this no. is not helpful at this point. So For you to be here funny. is simply not helpful. Okay. And she'll <laughs> announce when she comes to anything. She'll be like, yes, I'm here for Robbie Hoffman. And she'll leave immediately <laughs> after. It's like not a good look. Yeah. It's not a good look. And she's also not impressed with the comedy. She's always like, you never say I tried. You never say I did the best I could. I'm like, what uh, yeah. is that joke? Yeah. By the way, my right. mother did the best. You By the way, if that is the best you did, it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe we leave that out. <laughs> that's great we leave it out so yeah well, uh, it, my my family was generally supportive it was really my jewish like conservative friend group like socially it was really hard at 17 18 mm -hmm. to come out because everybody was so sheltered we yeah. still were at this like jewish school um it was definitely way less religious than what i was born into but it was still religious it was still conservative yeah and everybody and gay was still not so chill yeah. They, you know like i remember this one lesbian i knew i didn't want to be gay because i remember this one lesbian and every time she walked in the lunchroom I'm like look at that dyke and like mm. it was that was me yeah i was like oh look like that was the first thing we said about her i didn't want to be that yeah yeah and then i was that so. well, yeah. yeah it's super fascinating your story is really um fascinating but also obviously you're hilarious so it's the best of both worlds best, so anyway worlds. we're so happy to have you yeah thanks so much for doing the podcast robbie where can people find you on the internet they can find me on Twitter at I am Robbie Hoffman. They can find me on Instagram for nudes at Robbie Hoffman. <laughs> um, and they can check out now for the first time, I just for laughs, uh, our comedy special is free on oh, YouTube. Good. Oh, that's great. All right, we'll check great. that out, everyone. Robbie Hoffman, thank you so much for doing thank the podcast. Thank you, Robbie. Thank you for having me. And another thing. 
do you guys know what market days is? Uh-huh. No, but I I hear that phrase and it's I used to live in Chicago, so it is a it's, Yeah, it it's, feels it's, like an outdoor market. It's uh, the Folsom of the Midwest. Where people are shirtless or something. What is it? It's Folsom? It's like kink and or what or like kink yes, and leather? Well, it's just it it's not kink and leather, but it's it's sort of the outdoor sex uh positive party for Chicago, basically. Oh. oh, is it like a is it like a circuit party or like a weekend party? Well, I I I mean I'm glad we're talking about this because I don't, don't actually I've never yeah, known what a circuit party <laughs> is, but right. I wouldn't necessarily call it a circuit party. It's just like a place where people can go in their harnesses or jock straps or whatever their fetish might mm-hmm. be, and they can be outside and party and dance. And there's drag queens there. I had a very good friend Tenderoni who she performed at at Market Days, and mm-hmm. it's 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 sort of uh it's I don't know it's. It's just a yeah, outdoor I mean, fulsome like party. That's I kept sex-ish. hearing about it or like seeing people tag it or some memes about it, and I didn't care enough to actually find an answer. But I thought then it would be an interesting uh, topic for us to to talk about because we've never actually engaged with the question of what a circuit party actually is. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I still am not positive market days is one because I didn't really expect that it had that. I wouldn't call it a circuit party. Okay, I guess it's like a gay weekend of some kind, but I was perusing around trying to figure out like, what is a circuit party? And there was, there, I found on a message board, somebody saying, I don't understand why these muscle gays need to be at every single event, Puerto Vallarta, New York, Provincetown, Fire Island, Market Days. And these people like weighed in with some, you know, mostly, I mean, all gay guys, I think, weighed in with some sort of vitriolic <laughs> biting, yeah. um, biting, uh, uh, bite, biting back toward like, you know, essentially like degrading the whole circuit party weekend, rich weekend away gay mm-hmm. lifestyle. And that's certainly something that I've never understood. And I, and I, when I say understood, like, I don't, I don't ju- judge it per se. I just have absolutely zero interest in partaking in it. And I feel like you guys have feel the same way. Oh, I judge it. Oh yeah. I mean, oh. it's, it's, I, mean, it's, I fully it's, judge it. I, I feel like when, I don't know, whenever anyone does anything now in particular for a photo, which you yeah. feel like a lot of these are, like, you know, uh, we, you, we've all talked about this before, like these these guys will take trips, uh, they'll, they'll spend thousands of dollars taking mm-hmm. trips to dance shirtless with the same guys they would in their hometown or, or, yeah. or wherever they live. and. It just like it. It just boggles my mind. And that I mean, the spending well, I, the thousands of dollars doesn't really. That's not really what I judge. I mean, travel with your friends, whatever. I don't care. But my the biggest thing I judge, which I think you know, we all can probably agree on this, is that when I look at the photos of these sort of parties, the circuit party, or the when they travel to the places like Puerto Vallarta or whatever, it's like my first response always is, "How do you only know people who look like you?" That's, like, that's a yeah, huge that part too. of it. That's <laughs> I don't understand. It blows me away. I, I look at my away. friend group and I'm not saying that like it's incredibly diverse, but I at least know that, hey, I'm a little fat. He's a little skinny. He's like, there's just, there's just a lot of different variations. You know, and how do they do that? You know what's weird? And, and I, I wonder how some gay people meet and make friends because... I had two experiences, identical experiences recently. I met two guys, both moved here within the last couple of weeks. Both are staying with family, uh, like a, a gay relative. And both talked about how like, you know, you move and you're staying with your relatives. So you have to like hang out with their friends. And they both talked about how their gay relatives' friends 
were really mean to each other and would mm. roast each other all night. And both were like, I just like instantly was like, I don't want to be around these people. And I just, it-, it That's it, interesting. I, I feel like I've heard that sentiment before. And I'm always so thankful not to yeah. have a group of friends that who, despite being comedians, don't roast each other and like yeah. say nasty things. Cause it would be, can you imagine a worse group of friends well, than those I'll, that like yeah. neck you? I can tell you too that like, Todd Masterson, our friend, friend of the podcast, who yeah. is, runs Gay, Gay Fat, Fat Friend, yeah. the hilarious Instagram where he um, right. you know, lampoons Roasts. a lot of, yeah, <laughs> lampoon physically uses Photoshop to lampoon like very monolithic gay mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, homonormativity. Anyway, he, I remember like once he blew up, he was telling me how he couldn't believe oh, how nice. many of these circuit party type of guys were sliding into his DMs to yeah. rag on other their own quote unquote friends yeah. to like rat them out to Todd. And he was like, wait, I am so, he was just like so confused by the <laughs> whole think, yeah. thing. And, um, but I can, uh, sorry, go ahead, Alan. No, I said, I think it's because there is a hierarchy in, in sort of basing your entire identity around vanity that there's mm -hmm. this yeah. sort of like, like, I mean, no offense to any of us, but we're not friends with each other because we like the way each other looks. You know what I mean? Oh, like, oh yeah. That's the basis of our being friends does not exist in that capacity. And so because yeah. of that, there is no sort of tearing each other down to, in order to get to the height of that sort of hierarchy. Yeah. It's yeah. we're all very much on an equal playing field because we're all our own. I, I, I'm always reminded of the time uh, Elliot and I were, were somewhere and we met some gay guy and he was like, do you guys ever kiss? And we're oh. like, what? He's like, you don't French kiss your friends. You're boring, and like walked off. And we're like, what is that? Can you the imagine hell is the, going on? Like the, the, those those types of friend groups that we're talking yeah. about. Like last yeah. week, the the three of us we went to. Oh, and Michael, we went to um, Outback, and yeah. and it was such a nice sort of chill evening. So much fun. It was exactly what I needed for the week. Like it was just such a nice evening. Can you imagine those guys, the Porta Vallarta guys, the Circuit Party guys, who all look alike? Or and wait, what, kissing over and, their eight dollar steaks. <laughs> I mean, like when 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 Elliot ordered uh, a sweet potato with his dish, and he said yes to the brown sugar and yes to the the other sort of yeah. items that you get. Those guys would literally look up at the waiter and be like, "No brown sugar." Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I order I order my house dressing with ranch extra cheese. Yes, you have every time. so much cheese on top. Your, and your it's salad is cheese is, salad. Your salad is cheese with a couple of cold pieces <laughs> of iceberg. Cucumbers. It's but so. Good. I can not not to like derail us completely, but I did find like a little bit of an ex explanation of like what a circuit party actually is right. because I you know to really clarify like what. I mean, Al nothing is funnier than, <laughs> I forget exactly what you said, Alan, but you were talking about it and you said, oh God, I'm forgetting already. But you said something so clearly like, I just don't get it. Like you just don't, it, it's how I feel where it's like that life, I don't, I just don't get it. So mm -hmm. for a little explanation, um, I found somebody who posted about circuit parties and said they basically somebody who used to go to them before they got older, but said they were, they sort of came up, came about in the eighties and nineties as a way to, combat i guess the, the culture of aids and seeing death okay. and dying and yeah. so it was for escapism it was to meet like-minded men from I around the country that. and he says the toned bodies were partially in response to the crisis people wanted to counter the sort of wasting away that was associated with aids and bodies were nearly not as worked out beforehand he said which i thought was pretty interesting yeah i was surprised by that too yeah and basically he talks about 
uh, the places that that Brent mentioned as well, but like the Pines in in Fire Island, yeah. Hot Atlanta, which I which I guess is Atlanta, um, yeah. New York, my, Miami, yeah. New Orleans, Palm Springs, and then talking about how it ex, ex, expanded internationally to the Black and Blue Party in Montreal, mm. Gay and Lesbian Mardi Gras in Sydney, and then there's like Mykonos, <laughs> and I yeah. mean it's it's it's, it's kind of everywhere. Stop. And again, like, like Vilnius, Latvia. (laughs) (laughs) It's Brent is right, though. It's like, oh, no, Alan, when you said, like, you don't judge people who want to, like, travel with friends. But I think to Brent's point, it's like, it's not that I don't think they're looking to travel with friends. I think it's baffling that they choose to travel with friends to go to something that looks just like the thing they did in another country last week. That's where it's baffling. Like, where would the three of us go? If we ha- if we had to choose, like we money wasn't an option, and we would go on a vacation somewhere together, where do you think we would go? Mm. Well, Brent won't take your shirt off in public, so we're not going anywhere right. like no, remotely tropical. Yeah. No. I, I, prefer I prefer cold. museum and shopping, and I also prefer I like cold. cities. Yeah, I but like I don't cities. like you guys like DC. I think DC's fine, but no, we it's a vacation. We got to go somewhere far away. What about what about like one of those guided tours in Pyongyang in North Korea? No, I don't want to do that. No, I don't want to do that. I mean, I <laughs> do want to f- do that. I do want to do that, but I don't want to do that. You know How would I mean? you feel about Iceland? I could I, do I, I could, could do Iceland. I could I could do Iceland if we start for like two days in like London. Like I would want two days in London yeah. so that the three of us can have a London, proper Ontario? like get drunk at a bar or a pub in yeah. in London and then go do whatever in Iceland. Why don't we just go to then why don't we just do <laughs> I would just like to go to Ireland quite honestly. I would love <laughs> Ireland. I would <laughs> love cold. Ireland. The green the grass is green, the sky you would is love gray, the man. and I love you would gingers. be so unhinged. You would oh be so God. unhinged. <laughs> the freckles everywhere, could you imagine? Yeah, you're one walking my, around with a boner all day. That's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> one of my favorite things is sometimes you'll you'll find someone's grinder profile and you'll like read the text and it'll be outdated because people forget to look. Mm-hmm. And it'll be like, uh, <laughs> you know, the profile will be like, you know, in Hamburg for November 9th through the 12th or something. And you're like, all right, I guess this guy was in Hamburg like eight months ago and he still hasn't like updated his profile. It's just like, so I see that all the time. Oh my God. Well, just to put a cap on this yeah. uh, conversation, the person who wrote up who wrote about the circuit party was talking about how it used to be fun but he says that um and he said the i mean this is very brent but he said the parties consisted of a lot of hugging and were free flowing <laughs> which i'm like hugging okay um but he said that meth changed everything and mm, once aids be- moved to a chronic condition and then to a preventable disease meth changed everything it became more about sex it became for profit and there wasn't this sort of um shared purpose for yeah it wasn't the same sort of shared purpose which no changed the vibe yeah yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. but i it, yeah it all it, it all continues to remain a let's, baffling monolith to me that i'll never be able to understand just for the podcast let's start a, a gofundme mm. to raise twelve thousand dollars so the three of us can record this podcast at a circuit party in Hamburg. No, <laughs> no. I think what we need to do is have a travel company take send us to Ireland. Now we can just promote it. And we can record there. Oh, That's I, a good I, idea. I actually like that idea. Yeah. Uh, who's uh, what are the gay travel companies? Uxpe- Expedia. I was gonna say Expedia. <laughs> no, it's the one that it's the one that Rue Paul does on like whenever he gives away vacation. Men for Alan men travel. Chuck Duck Travel or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> well, dick, dick and hole judge. Ugh, yuck. Okay, well, sponsor us, Alan Chuck Travel. I don't even think that exists anymore. I don't think so. Probably not.
that's funny. What would your aunt say? All right, Brent, what would Aunt Ramona say about something from today's show? For once, Brent was right. It is pronounced Loudon. <laughs> um, my Aunt Joanne would say, when you were talking about places to go for pride, you forgot Tel Aviv. <laughs> <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? I, th- if there's one thing I took from today's episode, it is I am ready to chop my breasts off. I buy the <laughs> biggest bras. I can't stand it anymore. Someone take them away. That's so great. Oh my God. She really hates oh, her I boobs are massive. She's always wow. in back pain. But I think because Ray likes it. I don't know. I don't want to get yeah. into that part of their relationship. To each, yeah. to each their own. To each to their, each own. their own. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. <laughs>